0: These cops let themselves be exploited at that January 6 hearing today on Capitol Hill. There were no surprises. We've heard their stories plenty of times before. They've told everybody who would listen. Uh, Democrats are banking, though, that if these talking points come from them in uniform, it makes it harder for us to push back. After all, they're cops. We support law enforcement. But they're coming after Trump. They're coming after Trump supporters and they're doing it, I believe, for all the wrong reasons. They've been armed again with talking points. There's something not right about this. We'll go through it in a moment, but this is not a police state, all right? It is okay for civilians to question law enforcement. We support law enforcement, but we are not subordinate to law enforcement. This is not a police state. So if you're a civilian, never served, you are entitled to ask these questions and voice your concerns. They want to silence you, and they're being rather vicious about it. Now, perhaps it makes it easier for me to raise these questions because, well, I've been to war, uh, I saw it up close, the invasion of Iraq. I was there on September 11, 2001, in the heart of it all, and I served nine years on active duty in the United States military, about 12 in the reserves. So I feel totally confident raising questions about these four police officers, what they did, how they did it, but who gave him the acting lessons?
1: So know, because of the, all the chemical that I, my uniform had on. Sorry.
2: I was carried back inside. What happened afterwards is much less vivid.
3: One of the invaders approached me like he was going to try to get past me and head down the stairs. I was stunned by what I saw.
0: So I have all kinds of questions about what happened on January 6th. None of them were even raised today. We just had all kinds of theater, drama like what you just saw And a lot of lawmakers trying to ingratiate themselves, trying to suck up. And since when do cops get to make these kinds of determinations about what happened on January 6th? Listen to the terminology.
4: The protesters began their transition from peaceful assembly into terrorism. Another woman who was part of the mob of terrorists laying siege to the capital of the United States. As we came close to the terrorists, our line was divided and we came under attack. Terrorists were breaking apart the metal fencing and bike racks into individual pieces. Terrorists were scaling the scaffolding on both our sides. It was clear the terrorists perceived themselves to be Christians. I saw the Christian flag directly to my front. Another read, Jesus is my savior. Trump is my president. Another, Jesus is king.
0: He seemed to have a problem with that. Uh, It came very easy to him, though, to call everyone a terrorist, a terrorist. Obama wouldn't even call Benghazi a terrorist attack. And then there was this. I found it
3: totally incredible. In the heat of the riot, they talked politics. I told them to just leave the Capitol. And in response, they yelled, no, man, this is our house. President Trump invited us here. We're here to stop the steal. Joe Biden is not the president. Nobody voted for Joe Biden. I'm a law enforcement officer. And I do my best to keep politics out of my job. But in this circumstance, I responded. Well, I voted for Joe Biden. Does my vote not count? Am I nobody?
0: I don't know if I believe him. I don't think that conversation happened the way he just summarized. And as far as political theater, oh, let's hear from one of the Republicans on the panel.
5: Officer Goodell, when you... Um Think about that and, and share with us the vivid memory of, of the cruelty and the violence of the assault that day. Um, and then you hear uh, former President Trump say, quote, it was a loving crowd. There was a lot of love in the crowd. How does that make you feel?
0: Wow, huh? We're just going to keep politics out of this. How do you feel about what the president said uh, to some reporter at The Washington Post two weeks ago? He took the bait.
1: It's upsetting. It's a pathetic excuse for his behavior, for something that he himself helped to create this monstrosity. I'm still recovering from those hugs and kisses that day.
0: This is incredibly unprofessional for her to ask and for him to answer. And then it gets actually kind of uh, aggressive.
1: If that was hugs and kisses, then he- Wish you all go to his house and do the same thing to him.
0: What's he talking about there? And what's he suggesting? You suggest something like that on social media. Wow, you can get a visit from the Secret Service, depending upon who's president. Then there was this.
4: There are many, uh, many known um, organizations with ties to white uh, supremacy who had a presence there. I know, like, Three Percenters, Oath Keepers, that kind of thing. And, um, Everyone i 've ever people who associate with Donald Trump are uh, find more likely to subscribe to that kind of belief system
0: really I think he 's planning for a run for the u s Senate or the Congress or school board or something. This guy has ambition, and then there was Officer. Fanon. You've probably seen him lately. Uh, All kinds of attitude, but I did find out some things about his story that uh, some questions were answered. But first, check out this little outburst.
2: I feel like I went to hell and back to protect them and the people in this room. But too many are now telling me that hell doesn't exist or that hell actually wasn't that bad. The indifference shown to my colleagues is disgraceful. Lighten up, Francis.
0: Um, If he wants to quit the force and become a lobbyist or work for MoveOn.org or Kamala Harris, great. But he shouldn't be wearing a uniform, he shouldn't have a badge, and he probably shouldn't have a gun. Uh, But this part was answered for me because there was something that didn't add up about Fanon and his presence on Capitol Hill. Listen
2: to this. I'm a plainclothes officer assigned to the first district's crime suppression team. But for the first time in nearly a decade, I put on my uniform.
0: First time in nearly a decade, he put on his uniform. Maybe that's why his uniform looked so weird. I've been noticing this. Take a look. Uh, No patches, no rank insignia, nothing. I think there is a possibility that someone thought that he was a part of Antifa, You never know. Uh, But again, I think he should lighten up or resign from law enforcement. Here he was a couple of weeks ago offering his thoughts on the Trump wing of the Republican
2: Party. Right now, one of those parties has a cancer. And we got to cut it out. Yikes, huh? And by the way, most
0: law enforcement departments have regulations about tattoos that are as visible as his. It's a pretty big neck tattoo. Sometimes it can be hard for a person to tell whether this is a good guy or a bad guy. Back to the hearing, uh, another Republican, Adam Kinzinger, made a spectacle out of himself.
5: At any time in your service in the military, as you know, I'm an air guardsman. uh, Sergeant Gannell, you specifically mentioned your time in Iraq. At any time in your uh, uh, military service, did you change how you defended the person to your left or right or how you trained with them based on their political affiliation?
0: All right, give me a break. How do you answer that question? Of course not, of course not. This is theater. This is a waste of time.
5: You know, you talk about the impact of that day, but you guys won. You guys held. You know, democracies are not defined by our bad days. We're defined by how we come back from bad bad days. How we take accountability for that.
0: Does this emotionalism, phony emotionalism, work with anybody, his constituents? Give me a break. And oh, by the way, are we going to just pretend that they held the line? They didn't. All right? This was a colossal security failure.
1: Next. You got people right now In front of the justice department asking to release some of the very same people to be released even though we are testifying about the trauma and the agony everything that happened to us it's pathetic and they shouldn't be elected official anymore
0: uh you shouldn't be a cop anymore all right How can you work? How can you stay on Capitol Hill? You're calling lawmakers you disagree with in your personal time pathetic. This whole thing is pathetic. Oh, but what really takes the case? Adam Schiff got into this somehow.
6: We deem elections illegitimate merely because they didn't go our way rather than trying to do better the next time. God help us. And if we're so driven by bigotry and hate that we attack our fellow citizens as traitors... If they're born in another country, where they don't look like us. And and God help us.
0: Another bad actor, huh? Oh, he did mention bigotry and hate. And that reminds me of Black Lives Matter. They've been at it for a year. Did you notice? They normalized violence, and it was glorified by Democrats, by corporate America. Amazon actually had a Black Lives Matter logo and arrangement on their homepage, possibly the most powerful and important homepage in the world. You know what wasn't talked about today? And I will? Her. Ashley Babbitt. So many critical questions. They didn't even acknowledge her life or death. More on that when I come back.
5: Have you checked out the Newsmax Daily Podcast with me, Rob Carson? You get daily news, insightful commentary, and, believe it or not, comedy. Check it out wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts or at NewsmaxTV.com podcast.
4: I can say, say
0: is, is that the, the fake, fake news just doesn't, doesn't get it, do, it, do they? they? they don't do that. <laughs> the Olympics were terrible. Terrible. Team USA is screwing up every time you turn around. First, the women's soccer team, they got beat bad, 3-0 uh, to Sweden. That shouldn't have happened. I can't tell if Simone Biles had a headache or she quit or something's going on, but she seems to be out of it. Naomi Osaka, the tennis player, uh, she lost real bad. And our basketball team, basketball, we never lose. We lost to France. We lost to France. I have a theory that a lot of this is related to all the woke nonsense that so many of these athletes are consumed by lately. And President Trump, in a weird way, predicted it.
7: Wokeism makes you lose, ruins your mind, and ruins you as a person you become warped you become demented you become warped you
0: become demented and you know what i'm going to demonstrate that right now gwen berry a couple years ago was happy she was uh, throwing that hammer and she was winning and she loved america now look at her all right she's third place there they play the national anthem and she takes it as a personal insult what kind of world is this? Kevin Durant, he's gotten swept away with Black Lives Matter. Have you seen his sneakers on occasion? Very outspoken about this totally non-athletic issue. And then, of course, there's uh, Megan Rapinoe. Megan Rapinoe, Rapinoe, the soccer player with the uh, orange hair. And now she's a talk show host. And now she's an underwear model and all kinds of things. But I think she better decide. you got to decide what you want to be. Because I thought when it came to uh, the Olympics, it was total commitment to the sport, right?
7: I'm a gay female athlete. I can't ever just be one thing.
0: Duh! How about being a soccer player, huh? How about all your energy into playing soccer? I thought that's what the Olympics were all about. No, but she's got the underwear contract, and she's a talk show host, and uh, she can't stop talking about her sexuality, even though nobody really cares. It's up to her. It's no big deal anymore. Play soccer. Play soccer. How about Naomi Osaka? She wears these uh, provocative masks with names that take you to a place far away from tennis. You know who I actually blame for a lot of this? The Kardashians. The Kardashians. They're not athletes. They're not actresses. They're not musicians. Uh... I don't know really what it is they do, but they're rich and they're famous. They are influencers, and now everybody wants the same, it seems. Maximum exposure, maximum reward for minimal effort. Nobody wants to break a sweat anymore, but I think you have to if you wanna win a medal. All right, now this. Black Lives
8: Matter!
0: Black Lives Matter! Black Lives Matter! Black Lives Matter! Black Lives Matter. Of course, they do matter. Not the way the Black Lives Matter movement says they only care when a black life is taken by a white cop. No, all lives matter. Black lives matter, including the life of 13-year-old Loyalty Allah, killed in a drive-by shooting Saturday night in Monroe, North Carolina, just outside of Charlotte. Family and friends say she was an avid dancer with a big smile and a bigger heart. She loved to help people. Loyalty was sitting outside at a picnic table with friends when a gunman opened fire from inside a black vehicle that sped away. Police say the shooting was part of a war between two rival street gangs. The victim's mother, Yvette Allen, is worried about other children in the area.
7: It's a lot of more beautiful babies out here besides mines. Don't observe a bullet. Neither one of these babies
4: do. Not one.
0: Well, four young men, you saw their pictures a moment ago, have been charged with first-degree murder, all between the ages of 17 and 22. One of them reportedly apologized to Loyalty's mother on his way out of court.
6: Sir, anything to say to that mother? Uh, Sorry for her loss.
8: Didn't mean anything to go down that way.
0: Did he say he didn't mean for it to go down that way? There is a GoFundMe for Loyalty's funeral expenses. Um, just thirteen years old. Let's see if we can help. Not just funeral, but there are so many other expenses that uh, arise at a time like this. Loyalty Allah, just thirteen years old. We are so very sorry. We'll be back in a moment. So uh, I thought it was a great big sham and a farce, but the fake news. How do you think they reacted to the January 6th hearing today? Yeah, they loved it. They swooned for these guys.
6: We've all been watching together the emotional and disturbing first hearing by the House Select Committee on
0: January 6th, which obviously just wrapped up.
5: You've been listening to gripping, emotional, and frankly gut-wrenching testimony from four police officers who defended the U.S. Capitol and were beaten by a pro-Trump mob. The powerful
0: testimony, powerful and personal, emotional at times from four Capitol police
6: officers.
4: While the point of the hearing was to ensure that their stories were heard, it was also to try to to debunk what is happening among some in the Republican Party who are rewriting history or whitewashing what happened that day. All
0: right. It was also all old news these guys have already told these stories a million times there's one fake news guy who's actually not that fake news his name is pete williams he used to work at the pentagon and he's a pretty straight shooter when it comes to reporting watch this did you learn anything new today well frankly not much it's true these guys have been talking to 60 minutes they've been talking to the morning shows so We already heard their story, and what I didn't hear, and what I'm very anxious to hear, why don't we ask them, why don't we ask anybody about Ashley Babbitt, hmm? I would love to know what these guys thought and what they know about that matter. Maybe they know something, or was this all scripted ahead of time and everybody was playing by, uh, by a script? Well, Ashley Babbitt, you know she was shot... And uh, nobody in government seems to care. Uh, The media certainly don't care, even from the very first. I remember on January 7th, the very next day, Savannah Guthrie in front of the Capitol, right behind her is where a woman died, an unarmed woman died, and they didn't talk about her. They didn't talk about her. All right, so when they do another one of these phony hearings, let's make it real, and let's ask some real questions, huh? You saw the moment when Ashley Babbitt was shot. I have seen the moment, and here's what I want to know. To the officer involved or anybody else in the Capitol Police, I wrote some down. Number one, Ashley Babbitt was unarmed. Did you know that? If you didn't know that, what made you think she was armed? Number two, to the shooter now, did you verbally order her to stop? Did you use any customary words such as freeze, halt, go back, or stop? Three, police guidelines and law dictate that deadly force not be used unless there is an imminent risk of death to the officer or someone else. What deadly threat did you perceive? Please explain, especially as she was unarmed and not within reach of a Capitol Hill police officer or member of Congress. Number four, do you have any awareness of the presence of the BLM activist John Sullivan, who was recording your shooting of Ashley Babbitt. Number five, what were your personal political views of President Trump, Trump's supporters? If negative, as has been suggested, could that have had any bearing on your decision to shoot? I think those are pretty valid questions, and uh, they deserve answers. Also this, why are so many people still locked up on Capitol Hill, including the Horns guy? Yeah, I know, he made a spectacle out of himself, and... Shouldn't have done what he did, but he didn't break anything, and he didn't hurt anybody, and he is still locked up. I'm going to play this again. Some Capitol Hill police sergeant is telling lawmakers what they should and should not be doing. That's totally unsat, but it's happening.
1: We got people right now in front of the Justice Department asking to release some of the very same people to be released. Even though we are testifying about the trauma and the agony, everything that happened to us, it's pathetic. And they shouldn't be the official anymore.
0: Again, he shouldn't be a cop or he can quit and, and run for Congress. If Maybe he'll be more comfortable that way. I'm going to go to the FBI homepage on their Twitter. Uh, This is the Twitter uh, first thing you see on their account. It's still all about January 6th, all about January 6th. You think they're taking uh, cues from the Biden White House? I know they are. I know they are. Uh, A couple of other things that were mentioned today but should have been noticed and built upon and queried. Take a look at this uh, from
3: Officer Dunn the morning of January 6th. I reported for duty at the Capitol as usual early on the morning of January 6th. We understood that the vote to certify President Biden's election would be taking place that day and protests might occur outside the Capitol. But we expected any demonstrations to be peaceful expressions of First Amendment freedoms. Well, it's peaceful, you don't need cops. You knew there were gonna be
0: protests. We all heard there were gonna be protests. Why didn't you get ready and why didn't one lawmaker ask that question? Hmm? And how about this? Because this, uh, this was a shock, uh, and I'm wondering if it actually happened, but
3: let's, let's hear him. That prompted a torrent of racial epithets. One woman in a pink MAGA shirt yelled, you hear that, guys? This n- voted for Joe Biden. Then the crowd, perhaps around 20 people, joined in screaming, Boo! No one had ever, ever called me a while wearing the uniform of a Capitol Police officer. In the days following the attempted insurrection, other black officers shared with me their own stories of racial abuse on January 6th. One officer told me he had never, and in his, his entire 40 years of life, been called a. To his face, and that streak ended on January 6. Yet another black officer later told me he had been cr- confronted by insurrectionists in the Capitol, who told him, "Put your gun down, and we'll show you what kind of you really are." Where's the
0: audio? Sorry, but uh, w- there were 900 body cams. There were the surveillance all over the place. Uh, Where's the audio? I've heard all kinds of audio, but I haven't heard that. I haven't heard that. And I doubt that. I do. Also this. I think it's a legitimate question. You got four cops there. Anybody recognize this one who seemed to be waving people in, encouraging them to come up to Capitol Hill? Who was that? Have you heard anything about that? Your buddy's talking about that one, Officer Dunn? How about this? Who are the cops Posing for selfies, hmm? Who were they? Did you pose for any selfies? What was that all about? And how about this? Ask them about this. Who are these cops just standing there as people walked into the Capitol? Who gave them those orders? Why were people just walking on in? And you know what? Some people have noticed that at times it looked like a, a tourist scene. They're not lying. I saw that. You saw that. They're walking within the ropes. I mean, this stuff happened. It did. Why aren't we asking questions about that? Why aren't they asking questions about that? I am. It's ridiculous. This is a phony inquiry. They don't want the real answers. They just want to hurt Trump and hurt his supporters. It's as simple as that, I believe. And what a shame. We will let up, though, and I'll be joined by Congressman Gates and Louis Gohmert in just a little bit. Stay with us.
8: Answers to the
2: questions.
3: We need need a
2: break. We need it. The the left is interrupting the press conference.
4: We need to end it.
0: So, lawmakers on Capitol Hill gathered gathered together as a press conference. They wanted to call attention to the plight of the political prisoners, those arrested on January 6th, thereafter, who are still in custody without charges being filed. It is ridiculous. It's ongoing. But you see, that doesn't look very democratic. Agitators essentially. Broke up the press conference, but still, important information was passed beforehand. I believe we have, uh, let's listen please, to Congressman
6: Matt Gates. Antifa and BLM set fires to this country for months, and we did not see an interest from federal, federal law enforcement in those claims. But now there are Americans all over this country who are being harassed, who are being targeted by law enforcement. And if there's a basis for that, then we need to make sure that we get it. And that's why we're here answering these questions.
0: Well, Congressman Gates got the word out, but it was challenging. You heard the whistles. What a pain in the neck. But I'm glad they did what they did. And Congressman Louis Gohmert made his point as well. They both join us now. Welcome, gentlemen. And Congressman Gohmert, first to you. What is the justification for having people in custody this long with no charges filed? So many of them.
7: There is no justification, and that's why we've been asking for information uh, just about how this was all proceeding. We're not trying to obstruct anything. We just have a responsibility for oversight. And in general, we needed to know, how are you going about this? What is the process? Uh, we were getting reports that uh, people were being held without benefit of knowing what the charges were, what the evidence against them was. The law requires them to know exculpatory, exonerating evidence. They weren't getting any of that, but they were getting pressure to enter a guilty plea, uh, and and they needed the information. So there were a lot of questions we have. We've been asking through letters. We've got no responses whatsoever. And uh, so this was another effort to try to get some answers to our questions.
0: And Congressman Gates, that day, January 6th, now has been exploited and exaggerated, I think demonized and stigmatized. So these folks who are in custody are getting, they have no supporters out there other than friends and family, and uh, no one's really talking about them. So I I give you a lot of credit for raising this because it seems fundamentally un-American.
6: The Democrats aren't done with January 6th. As you saw, they're going to continue to engage in histrionics. But while Nancy Pelosi and her lapdogs, Liz Cheney and Adam Kinzinger, were focused on the past, Judge Gomer and I were, were concerned about violations of due process that are happening right now. There's no reason why the Department of Justice should be withholding exculpatory evidence from people who are in custody. There's no reason for deprivations in treatment, deviations from prosecutorial standards and from the standards that we would normally use for for this type of a deprivation of liberty, and so if Merrick Garland is not going to answer these questions, they're not going away. Our call will just grow louder. Our congressional colleagues will become even more animated to get the truth, because it is not okay for Republicans to just sit back and allow the left to recast history. We have to go on offense. And that's what Judge Gohmert and I were doing today.
0: And Congressman, Judge, uh, I mean, look, let's face it, some of these folks probably did things uh, against the law and they'll have to be punished. But plenty of people did lots of horrible things for a year. We saw the protests, Black Lives Matter, Antifa, and that was glorified, encouraged, and, I mean, even the worst offenders, no cash bail, right out, right away. Or some people paid the bail for them. The double standard is incredible.
7: It is incredible. And actually, when we were trying to convey our concern for due process, uh, one guy, the line fraud that was blowing the whistle, said, "Oh, I'm a lawyer. You should have cared about, you know, the jails before." And I said, we're trying to get the information out. I've always been concerned about the conditions of jails and prisons, and I have my whole adult career been concerned about that. But anyway, uh, it's what you expect of the left. And, and of course, you've got the dog and pony show going with Pelosi, and she didn't want any Republicans on there that could ask serious questions. And I saw uh, a tweet uh, Jesse Kelly sent out said, "Listen to the head of security of the Capitol testify. I'm uh, beginning to understand how Meemaw and the guy that thinks he's a buffalo were able to breach their defenses."
0: Huh? There's that. Um, hey, you know, Congressman Gates, I saw you um, question General Milley, and let's face it, you know, he's a general; he's got his four stars. There aren't many members of Congress who would challenge him. You did. I thought you did it very effectively. And it is the role of civilians in government to question these guys. And I quite frankly, there's something odd happening here, like a police state information. If you're wearing a uniform, you are somehow beyond questioning. And I give you so much credit, you and the judge, for pursuing these questions, even when they're trying to put you in a politically awkward
6: box. Well, these matters are actually linked to Greg, and here's why. You see, if you release the January 6th detainees who didn't do anything violent, who may have committed misdemeanors, then you concede that there is no real national security threat that erupts from January 6th that is longstanding. And if they concede that, then the Department of Defense, the intelligence community, the FBI won't be able to turn national security authorities inward against our people. And that's really the objective of the Biden government. And what they don't get is they're really harming America in the world, where we want to be able to say to despots everywhere, hey, you actually have to live with the results of elections. You can't just flood the mailboxes with a bunch of unaccounted for ballots and then claim that's a legitimate victory. And you also cannot lock up people just because you don't agree with their politics. There has to be due process process charges an opportunity to be heard. So the damage that these woke topians are doing is not just domestic. It is actually hurting America on a global stage.
0: We have a list that we continue to update of people who are still in federal custody. Uh, and I'd like to continue with that list and then get a final word from you, Congressman uh, Gohmert. Uh, Douglas Jensen, 41 years old, from Des Moines, Iowa. He claims he was misled into joining uh, the, uh, the event by QAnon. He's still in jail. Julian Cater, a 32-year-old from New Brunswick, New Jersey, uh, he is still in jail. Uh, Edward Lang, a 26-year-old from Newburgh, New York, accused of battling police outside of the Capitol with a baseball bat, but he is still in jail. Uh, Nicholas longeron 26 years old, from Little River, South Carolina, uh, accused of uh, throwing a traffic barrier and possibly using bear spray, but still in jail. And that's the thing that I can't like the the lack of progress here. Or is there any kind of progress? Uh, Judge, you're in contact with uh, the administration and justice officials. You got any sense that they're about to give on some of these matters? Because it does seem grossly unfair on the surface.
7: We're in touch with some, but not through the Justice Department justice officials. They are being a stonewall. And, and of course, you know, there are things that really are concerning about some of their arguments. You know, the 18-year-old kid from Georgia that committed no acts of violence, uh, the prosecutor, federal prosecutor, actually argued you should not release him to go home on bail because, you know, he was homeschooled, so we know his parents are a big part of his problem, so don't release him to go home. This kind of stuff is outrageous, and somebody needs to be held to account. That's not due process.
0: Congressman Gohmert, Congressman Gates, thank you. Thank you once again. Uh, Good to see you on Newsmax. To be continued.
7: Thanks, Greg. Thank Thank
0: you.
1: We'll be right back. Told her no. Because of the all the chemical that I my uniform had on. Sorry.
2: I was carried back inside. What happened afterwards is much less vivid.
3: One of the invaders approached me like he was going to try to get past me, and head down the stairs. I was stunned by what I saw. What the hell's up with that?
0: What was that all about? Bad acting lessons. Um, look, I'm sorry. I, uh, I've i been to war. I've seen all kinds of things. I'm not buying this performance today. Yes, performance. I'd like to bring in some... Uh, former law enforcement uh, officers we're joined by jonathan gilliam former police officer former fbi agent we have nick ficarello former chief of police 40-year law enforcement veteran and by the way he's been roughed up a lot he's had three documented concussions he's been shot and taken hostage a broken neck and it goes on and on all the stuff that happened to you gentlemen welcome Hey, look, am I being unfair or harsh about these guys? I was not impressed. I saw guys playing political games. But, Chief, first to you, Chief Ficcarello, what did you think of what happened today, what you saw?
8: It seemed to be scripted, Greg. It was a uh, document that they were appear to be reading from. Uh, I didn't believe it was straight from the heart. Uh, As someone, like you said, who's been roughed up and beaten up and hospitalized repeatedly in my career, uh, there's been over 2,000 police officers that were injured in the first three months of riots last summer, over 2,000 injured. Uh, I didn't see them on any news broadcast uh, crying or getting choked up.
0: Yeah, it just didn't yeah, uh, it, it didn't ring true. And uh, Jonathan Gilliam, your thoughts, please. No, it was definitely an acting, and not, not only was it acting and coordinated acting. When it was all over with, if you watched the video when the whole the whole uh, thing concluded, that those fake tears and the drama instantly stopped, and they went to slapping five and laughing and joking
1: with the the different congressmen and congresswomen back there. It was. Really, a, a bad display of of acting and scripted oddness. It was just, I think, odd is the best way to characterize this. In that they they are making this
0: into something uh, that really didn't happen for the purpose that these congressmen can then go on and use their testimony as evidence. I guarantee that's what's going to happen. Now, look, we did see some footage. Uh, these guys may have been roughed up, but you know what? Uh, you did sign up to be a cop. I signed up to be in the military. You know, I, you can't like I wasn't offended that the Iraqis chose to defend themselves. I just like these, this kind of comes with the territory a little bit. I want to play you this from Officer Fanon, who had something of an outburst. And I'd like to th- find out from you guys that this guy should be equipped with a gun and a badge.
2: I feel like I went to hell and back to protect them and the people in this room. But too many are now telling me that hell doesn't exist or that hell actually wasn't that bad. The indifference shown to my colleagues is disgraceful.
0: Lighten up, Fanone. Uh, That was a little much in my book. Um, Chief, what did you think?
8: I think it's disgraceful that the United States Congress has not looked into any of the riots. That occurred last summer, like I said before, where the first three, the first three weeks, over 2,000 officers were injured. People died during that time, and some of those injuries are very serious. I believe that it's it's uh, disgraceful to think that the citizens of Seattle or Portland or Chicago or New York, where these riots were occurring at, yeah. Uh, are not treated as equal to our state representatives and senators and congressmen, et cetera. They believe that they should have special treatment in in their house of the people's house. What Every, about the people live in the areas of Seattle, Washington, New York, Chicago? That's part of the United States too.
0: It sure is. Gentlemen, I thank you so much. And to be continued for sure, your insight is very valuable. And we'll be right back. All right. Newsmax's newest. He's Eric Bowling, veteran broadcaster, Wall Street legend, experienced broadcaster, and now host of the 4 p.m. hour. Eric, what are you going to call the show? Uh, we're calling it, Eric Bowling:
5: The Balance. I see. What's you that do? supposed to you do? do? Well, what's uh, the balance? Well, what's All right, balance? ready? Yeah. So... I'm, I'm on a plane coming to New York, and I'm like, I got to talk to Ruddy. I have a great idea. So I, go, I come to New York. He goes in his office. He goes, What's up? I go, I have this great idea. You know how Fox says they're fair and balanced? Well, they're clearly they're closing up to the Biden administration now. They've just gone left. They are part of the mainstream media. So you have a one of those balance of justices. And on one side, you have ABC, NBC, CBS, CNN, and and uh, MSNBC on one side. And on the other side, you need to balance all that off. Fox is in there now too, so we are the balance. He's like, I like that. And it turned out it's going to be the, sh- the name of the show. Right, so it's actually so we're the balance. Pretty damn good Makes idea sense, right? and concept. Thank you. All okay. right. Uh, so how do you do that? What's the? Wait, first off, first well, off. Un- unabashed conservative talking. I'm a, I'm a libertarian, so I'm not like the traditional far-right conservative uh, establishment. I am a libertarian, so I, I will just give you straight Straight conservative libertarian views. Now, when you're a libertarian,
0: I mean, do you, is there supposed to be a government or no government? Less how does it government. work? Small, less, go- less government, less government, is, but I mean, less taxes.
5: Some uh, government, military. Um, <laughs> no, that, 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 literally, that's it. Really? So if if you can just pay for air, all your other services, food, water, uh, sewage, pay it separately. Pay privately. Know, pri- private industry thrives in a libertarian <laughs> utopia. Okay, but we- military. You've you got to have your, your country.
0: Well, look, what you got to have back. is a point of view on a show, and you've got one, so it's going to be do. great. And you're out front with your opinion. You're out front. No, you're, we go right at it. Conspicuous. Greg, you know, it's conspicuous.
5: It's kind of you know, like a show airs at 7 o'clock. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Well. Uh, <laughs> Same tie. <laughs> Good luck getting the numbers. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's what I hope to do. What? Float the boat at 4 o'clock. And it's a higher tide to, to raise your vote at seven.
0: Eric, seriously, uh, it's so good that somebody, your experience and depth of knowledge, and um, where you came from—I mean, Wall Street—and can you tell us a little bit about
5: your baseball background, please? Sure, I played. Uh, I played for Rollins College in Winter Park, Florida. There's some some pictures. I was drafted. Wait by a second. Th- is this 1950? What is 1984? Nineteen. That's a that's a high school graduation picture. That's what Damon came up with. Uh, I played. I was drafted in 1984 with by the Pittsburgh Pirates, 22nd round.
0: That is so cool. What position again? Third base. Third base. Hot corner. Eric, this is gonna be great. This Thank is gonna be great you. for you, great Thank for us, and you. uh it's it's a thrill to have you here. Good to be here. Good to be here. Eric Bowling tomorrow you, at four o'clock. The balance. Good stuff. Camera two is which one? That one. Oh that one. I'll see you tomorrow. Happy birthday, mom. Janet, New Jersey. Would you stop that? <laughs> we're we're going to have uh, that special baby video for you tomorrow, okay? Thank you, and stand by for Stinchfield. Get you met Grant yet? I have. Good man. All right. I'll see you later. So...